Greetings. Welcome to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Today, Apostle continues in the midweek series on how to study the Word of God as he teaches a sermon called The Importance of a Teacher. In this sermon, the man of God teaches believers on how to be a good scholar of the Word. He also shows us how our growth in the knowledge of scriptures is also possible by having a teacher. So grab your Bibles, your pens and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Just lift your hands for a moment. You have us forever, Lord. You have us forever. You have us forever. The trophy of your victory. The trophy of your victory. My Lord. You have us forever as the apple of your eye, the apple of your eye. Oh, forever I am yours, lover of my soul, lover of my soul. You have won my heart, O oh Lord, forever I am yours, lover of my soul, lover of my soul. You have won my heart, O oh Lord, forever I am yours, lover of my soul, lover of Every saint says, Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be in your houses this evening. And we are going to have a beautiful time. A beautiful time. And we've been doing our series entitled How to Study the Bible. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to share this broadcast. Share it with as many people as possible. Because I can assure you that this needs to be heard by everyone. Some of the most basic everyday uh, questions in life can be sorted out the moment people learn how to study the Bible. Now, initially we were looking at some of the reasons, some of the reasons why we need to study the Word. We looked at how you need to pray the Word. If you don't have the Word of God, you will launch unbiblical prayers into the heavens. We, we talked about how you need to learn how to... Uh, you need the Word of God because it, it makes you prosperous. It gives you your inheritance among the saints. It builds you up. The Word of God is important both for offensive and defensive warfare. And we gave several other reasons. And if this is your first time tuning in, you can uh, make time to listen to it. Just go to the podcast or the YouTube channel or even Facebook. You'll be able to find those videos. Then last week, we took an interesting turn. We talked about some of the, some of the keys to being a very good Bible student. And the first one we mentioned was you must acknowledge the sanctity of both the Old and the New Testament. You must acknowledge the sanctity of both the Old and the New Testament. Give them proper attention. And of course, the Holy Spirit comes in to give us revelation. But today I'll be giving you the second one. The second one, which will build us up to our third one next week. The second one is you must have a teacher. You must have a Bible teacher. You must have a Bible teacher. Now, of course, when you are in a church setup, and that's why if, if you're listening and you don't go to church, I'm inviting you to join us. I'm saying this because when you're in a church setup, a platform is created for teachings. A, a platform is created. Uh, some of you may think that perhaps uh, all we do is Sunday and Wednesday. That's, that's, not, that's not how it is. If a person invests themselves into the system, there's a lot that they will learn. They'll find themselves being able to learn something every day. And that's why if you're a member of the church, you must be interested when we talk about foundation class, when we talk about establishment class, when we talk about special classes. Because remember, if uh, a pastor is given an assignment over a ministry, part of him expressing that assignment may include delegation, and it will definitely include all that. But for today, I'll focus it more on the person of the teacher. Okay. Now, you must understand that the principle of discipleship, the principle of apprenticeship, the principle of having a personal teacher is very biblical. It's very biblical. Notice, Jesus speaks to his... The people that he called, before they were called apostles, they were called disciples. They were called disciples before they were called apostles. As a matter of fact, if you had to read... Uh, 
he picked from, um, if you had to read from one of the Gospels, he picked from among his disciples, he picked 12. So you must be a disciple first. Those, those, those are some of the things that you must really, uh, really put in place. You must ensure that you are a disciple. And you'll come to see when we go later on that scripturally, the person who, the people, the persons who've been ordained to make disciples are people. Interestingly, the persons who've been, it's people who've been ordained to make disciples, not angels. You find someone coming, no, 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 no. For me, I am schooled by angels, so and so. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll ask a few questions because no matter how many divine encounters you have, God has got a way of ensuring that people are always somehow involved. Do you remember the Apostle Paul? No one preached to the Apostle Paul, right? The Apostle Paul was walking, and if you remember, he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus. And what happened? He was told to go, and he was, and he was told that you will be told what to do there. Afterwards, guess what? The Lord Jesus did come down from heaven and baptize him. The Lord sent a man. And the man came, prayed for him, and baptized him. Praise the Lord. So the principle of discipleship is very biblical. And I want to show you a scripture where Jesus refers to discipleship. Luke chapter number 6 and verse 40. Luke chapter 6 verse 40. The Bible says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who will be perfectly trained will be like his teacher. Now, someone may wonder, okay, now I need to understand what you're talking about. What would happen is this. In their traditions, for a person to be considered learned, they had, they had to have sat under a teacher. And for them, the initial teaching was teachings that had to do with the scriptures, and then there were also teachings that perhaps would have to do with the trade and all those things. But a person must have been well vested in the scriptures. So if you've read in the scriptures when they said, when they looked at Peter and saw that he was unlearned, what were they saying? They hadn't seen him sit under one of their teachers. So there was no way he was going to know that there's this book of Joel which says this. There's no way he was going to know that, no, in, in the Torah there's ABCD unless he had sat under someone. And don't you find it interesting that when Jesus was at the age of 12, who was he interacting with? Teachers. So, when Jesus is saying a disciple is not above his teacher, meaning no matter how many teachers are there, each person must be able to identify with a teacher. Notice how personal he puts it. So, it was custom, it was tradition, and Jesus acknowledged this by, by giving this comment. And now, you remember that Jesus got some people and he told them, follow me, follow me, follow me, right? And now, I want you to see what happened after Jesus left. In Acts chapter 4, verse, let's look at verse 10. This is, Jesus has left, and this is Peter speaking. And he says, let it be known to, all, to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you all. Oh, uh-huh. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Hold on. You're not going to talk to the teachers of the law and say this is the stone which was rejected by you builders. Because immediately they'll know what he was talking about. 
don't know what he was talking about. Is it Psalm 118? Verse 22. Oh my goodness. I missed the two in my head. So Psalm 118 verse 22. Okay. So it says, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Now, let's go back. In Acts 4, what does Peter tell them? Acts 4, Peter is telling them, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Then he tells them, the stone which the builders rejected. So, do, do, do you see how that played out for them? It's like, oh my goodness, we've read this in the Psalms. Look at their response. Let's go back to Acts 4. Verse 12. Let's continue from there. Now, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Next verse. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. Why did they marvel? How were Peter and John supposed to connect scriptures like that? They were untrained. They were uneducated. So it says they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. They were able to recognize that these ones had a teacher. And the only person who they could remember who taught like that, who could speak with such authority over the scriptures was Jesus. They realized these guys have sat under Jesus. So one can be able to, to, to trace a lot of their Bible knowledge by whose feet they've sat under. Let's look at Psalm, Acts chapter 22. Acts chapter 22. And I want us to look at verse 1 to 3. Brethren and fathers, this is Paul speaking. Hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that he spoke to them in Hebrew language, they kept all the more silent than he said. Uh I am indeed a Jew. Born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous towards God as you all are today. How many of you remember this name, Gamaliel? That's a guy, he was very wise, the people respected him, and if you remember, he's the one who protected the disciples. He said, if this thing is of God, you end up fighting God. The man was a good historian. He could remind them that, don't you remember there was this guy, there was this guy. But when you see Paul's depth in the scriptures, of course the Holy Spirit gave him and, and opened up his eyes and he was able to see them unveiled. But the depth in, his, in the scriptures, the number of scriptures he knew, how he could relate, uh, it's believed he, he probably wrote Hebrews, how he could relate Leviticus to Hebrews came because he had, sat, he had been taught in the ways of the law. He understood it perfectly. Maybe that's why it was easy for him to explain things. That's why it was easy for him to relate concepts and talk now about the circumcision of the heart. Surely he had, he had understood the circumcision of the skin firstly. That's why Paul is one of the most, if you've observed the, his writings, his books, he's one of the best. There's a way he explained things. He sat under someone. He didn't just wake up knowing all those things. He sat under someone. And it's no surprise that he sat under a wise man like Gamaliel. It's just that his zeal had gone the other direction initially. But it's not like when he got saved, he forgot all those scriptures. So what am I trying to say? If you want to be a good uh, Bible student, you must have a teacher. You must have a teacher. 
Here are some importances of having a teacher. Number one, teachers will help you by explaining the word more accurately. Take me to Acts 18, verse 24. Acts 18, verse 24. Now, a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. What was the weakness of this man? It's the way he had been instructed. His inst- the ones who instructed him had not gone further than a certain point. No, fact of the matter is, here you are, you want to flow in the gifts of the, of the spirit. And let's be honest, you are, for sentimental reasons, you are keeping yourself in a place where they don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Even if what they teach is true, that's where you'll be limited to. Maybe that's why God said allowing us to have conferences and all those things, because some people need to be exposed to something much deeper. There are people who are fervent in spirit. They're accurate in what they teach, but they're just limited because of the way they've been instructed. That's why I always advise people, that even decisions over which ministry to be part of should be spiritual rather than sentimental. Look at the next verse. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. They explained it more accurately. So so that shows you something. This man would have never reached a certain level had he not identified with certain teachers. Yeah, had he not identified with certain teachers. I can testify. I'm a product of teaching. There are certain things I studied for myself, but when I heard them being taught, it just took me to a place. It, It was just more accurate. It took me to a deeper place. So they explained to him the way of God more accurately look at the result. Oh my goodness. Verse 27. And when he desired to cross the Akekia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. He greatly helped them. For he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. How did this happen? He was instructed. And you know something? This guy became so good that... He, he became so good that one time the Apostle Paul had to write saying, me and Apollos were both just men, please. Some are saying I'm for Apollos, some are saying I'm for Paul. That's how good this guy became. Such that the Apostle Paul could recommend him as a fellow builder. Paul could say, I planted, he watered, God gave the increase. How, then how, how, how good did he become? That he could water what the Apostle Paul planted. Because he was... And I'll tell you something. Do you know that your teachings can determine what encounters you have? There are certain experiences that people may never have because they've just not been taught. Let me show you. Acts 19. We're in the book of Acts a lot today. Acts 19 from verse 1. So the Apostle Paul. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. That Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, 
Uh -huh. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they say to him, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. There is something they hadn't heard which caused them not to have a certain experience. They had just never heard. They had just never heard. Let's go on. Oh my goodness. Did you receive your healing when you received? When you believed? Did you receive it? There's someone out there. That's why I've, we always tell you to share these videos. Because there's someone out there who's being limited in an experience because they've just not heard this message. And he said to them, into what were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. So the teaching was limited to the level of John. And you know something? That, we see that going on even now. We see a lot of that going on even now. Where the way of Christ ends at water baptism. My friend, John who baptized with water prophesied something. He said, there's someone coming after me who's mightier than I, whose sandals I cannot feel. That one, he's not going to just baptize you in water. This one will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. But it's a pity that people are ending on John even today. They are ending on the one who's preparing the way. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to people that they should believe on him that would come after him, and that is on Christ Jesus. Let's go on. When they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh -huh. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now they could have an encounter with the Holy Spirit because there is a way they were taught. There's a way they were taught. I have seen people who have, uh, maybe they just get saved in a meeting. They don't even know what's going on. The Holy Ghost falls upon them. They start praying in another tongue. I've seen that before. But I've seen even more when I have taught. I've seen even more when I have taught. I remember, is it last week or the other week, we had a foundation class, and I was teaching on the baptism of the Spirit. Some of you were present online. And it was an online class on Zoom. And the the Spirit of God said, touching people. Right there, people said, praying in tongues. Why? Because they were taught. So you may be limited because you're not being taught. That's why you must identify yourself with a teacher. Praise God. And that's why if you are a teacher in any capacity, study. Study. Be careful. Don't become the reason. Don't become the one whom Jesus will say, woe to the Pharisees, for you've hidden from the people the key of knowledge. You did not enter through. Meaning, a key of knowledge gives you access to a realm. Don't become the one. That's why the Bible says teachers will be judged more strictly. Praise God. Let's continue. Teachers, help us to understand what we read. This scripture touches me. Acts chapter 8, verse 28. Let's start from 26 for context. Maybe 25. Now an angel of the Lord spoke. Um, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went and behold... A man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, 
had, and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Listen to me. Don't be afraid of people who are big in society. Some of them really just need a teacher. Somebody may, may have a PhD but does not understand the scriptures. The Spirit of God said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. I've always wondered the sensitivity of, of, of Philip. A few verses before an angel, a few verses later the Spirit. How sensitive was this man? The Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? Sometimes be curious. Listen, you may buy someone a book and they don't get it the way you get it. I'm telling you. You may tell someone to read the book of John and they're not getting it the way you're getting it. That's why as a believer, it's your responsibility to also make disciples of the nations. Be curious. Some, you know, sometimes even just after a Sunday service, you may not have been the one preaching. Sometimes as you walk out with your neighbor, ask them, did you understand in a very respectful way, without, not that you're trying to demean any of the teachers. Did you understand what pastor taught today? You may be shocked. You may find there are some who may not have understood and it can be an opportunity for you to explain precept upon precept because maybe there's a precept they missed six weeks ago which you caught. So he said, do you understand what you're reading? I love his response. How can I, unless someone guides me, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. And look at this. Uh -huh. And the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Who is that describing? That, that's Isaiah 53, right? That's Isaiah 53. Don't expect people to just understand. Listen, some, of, some, some people who are listening to me may have had experiences where the Lord just taught you something. That doesn't happen to everyone. When the Lord does something like that for you, he's not just doing it for you. He's doing it so that you can go do it for others. It doesn't happen like that for everyone. When you understand it didn't happen like that for everyone, you will not be proud. You will not allow that knowledge to puff you up. But instead, you want to help as many people as possible. So that's what teachers do. They help you understand what you're reading. Oh boy, they help you understand what you're reading. Praise God. What else? God's primary role for pastors is to feed us with knowledge and understanding. The primary role of a pastor is actually that. The primary role of a, of a pastor, beyond visitations, beyond blessing weddings, Beyond laying hands, beyond all those things, the primary role of the pastor is feeding with knowledge. That's the primary role. And that's why, listen, as we continue, generally, as, as we go on in our relationships with, uh, with our pastors, there may be moments where there is, uh, how can I put it? There may be certain areas, maybe you viewed things differently, Maybe you didn't like the way you were spoken to or all those things. But the biggest thing that matters in your relationship is whether the pastor is fulfilling his primary pastoral role. Which is Jeremiah 3 verse 15 from the King James. This is what, this is the promise from God. He says, I will give you 
He didn't say you make for yourselves. Have you noticed this is the biggest difference between Jeremiah 3 and 2 Peter 4? Let's look at it. I will give you pastors according to my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. According to his heart, they'll feed you with knowledge and understanding. They'll fight with you until you know. Why? Because they'll function according to his heart. And they'll feed you with knowledge and understanding. And you'll notice that they are scripture. Sometimes people ask me, Pastor, how do I, like I'm looking for a church, how, how do I find a church, you know, that suits me? And they're like, sometimes the biggest advice I give people is, if you're looking for that, find the pastor. And if he meets under a tree, that's your home. Find a pastor who's willing to teach you. Praise God. Because organizations, people come and go. You, you can't control who will be your fellow members and who won't. You can't control whether you will ever be provoked by your fellow members and whether you won't. I mean, you may leave one congregation to another and somebody there will provoke you. Or what if when you leave Two years later, the person you left joins you. <laughs> but that's the biggest thing you should look at. Why, am I, why does it say after my heart? Look at, t- take a good look at Mark 6, verse 34. Take a good look at the heart of Jesus. Mark 6, verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion towards them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them Many things. Remember Jeremiah 3.15, I'll give you pastors after mine heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Look at Jesus' heart. Look at Jesus' heart. He saw the way like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things. That's why if you're a minister of the gospel, the biggest, one of the biggest things you should judge yourself by are my people taught. And if they are not taught, then Ephesians will apply to them. They'll be tossed by every wind of doctrine. Whatever, whatever doctrine is trending, they'll be tossed by it. People who are taught are not moved by, it, by, by new winds of doctrine. As a matter of fact, many of them clarify what they need to. They don't jump on every bandwagon. I'm not saying they are skeptics, but they're just, it's difficult to move a person who's taught. Observe something. People who you think have been deceived by someone false, check their scriptural levels. There are certain things they just don't know. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Look at the, on the other hand. Eh? On, on Jeremiah 3 verse 15, it says, I'll give you pastors after my heart. Now look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. So he says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Uh-huh. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Uh-huh. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap for themselves teachers having itching ears. Give me the New King James. It says, For the time will come when they will not endure with sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. There's a difference between pastors whom God makes, pastors whom God gives, and teachers whom you create according to your desires. There's a difference. Before you go about calling them too harsh, before you go about calling them too uh, strict, before you go about with all those things, have you checked if they are being scripture? Praise God. 
let's look at one last one for the day. Jesus said something very interesting in John 6, verse 63. He said something. You know that how you are taught can save you from certain things. He says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But do you know that what you are taught can save you from certain things? Do you know that there are some people whom their freedom simply came by what there is just the way they were taught? That's why, look at John 15. Look at John 15. And I want you to give me verse 3. Let's start from verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Uh You are already clean because of the words which I've spoken to you. Think about it. How many mindsets? Think about that condemnation you would have had had those words not been spoken to you. Now think about those people who are wallowing in condemnation, struggling to have a relationship with God because their mind is still veiled. And every time Moses is read, their mind is still veiled. Think about it. Because they've just not heard the message. It's interesting. You know, when you look at Proverbs 11, verse 9, from the King James, It says something very interesting. An hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Saints of the living God, if you are one of those people who has been moving from place to place to place to place. I'll tell you something. There are certain things that only knowledge will free you from. How do we know? Because even Jesus said that when a devil is cast out, it it, 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 it roams around. And if he comes back and finds its house, it still thinks of it as its house. If he finds it empty, comes back again. So, somebody may have an issue which requires the casting out of devils. The moment those things are cast out, my friend, you immediately need to get on a word of God therapy. Immediately get on a word of God therapy. Ladies and gentlemen, my final point is that teachers, these are inspired teachers by God, okay? I'm not talking about false teachers. And by the way, you have to be careful. Are you aware that in our time, <laughs> are you aware that in our time we may have to be more careful of false teachers than false prophets? Praise God. Praise the Lord. We may have to be more careful. So I want us to I want us to look at this. This final point. Teachers carry life in their words. And by doing so, they create a platform for the Holy Spirit to minister. I want you to see this. Acts chapter 2. Let's start from verse 
this was a teaching by Peter and it was inspired by the Spirit, right? Let's start from verse 18, 19, then we'll skip. Eighteen, nineteen. Let's start from 17. It says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now let's go to verse 36, maybe. Praise God. Now this is still Peter speaking. And as he speaks, he says, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. The entire time he was teaching. The entire time he was doing a teaching. Praise God. Now, let's look at the next verse. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Who pricked them? And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men, brethren, what shall we do? Who pricked them? Whose role is it to convict? It's the Holy Spirit. What platform does he ride on? Our words. How will he convict without words to convict them? That's why the gospel must be preached. The Holy Spirit convicts, but we have to speak. We have to teach. So, the Holy Spirit plays a major role. The most important role, actually. But he usually comes in on the platform of what a person has been taught. I'll show you that from the scriptures next week. Praise God. (laughs) But I would like us to see one verse uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. And this is why this topic must be taught. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, Now there were also false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. And then we are shown what, those, what they will do. They will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bring on themselves sweet destruction. If you want to be able to identify false teachers, I advise you read Second Peter, and also read the book of Jude explains very well how they do some of their things. But do you see that in this time we must be weary of false teachers? That's why if you find someone who teaches you the word, cling to them. Praise God. I pray we've been blessed. Come on, take a moment. Just thank God. Thank God that you've heard such a teaching. Thank him. For some of the people who planted foundations, there are some people who may have planted foundations in your life years ago. Some may be here, some may not be here. Thank him that he gave you those gifts. Thank him even for the people that he has chosen to lead you now. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm grateful. We're grateful for many things. Today, among other things, I'm grateful, Lord you've exposed me to the right teachers. I'm grateful for my teachers all the way from Sunday school level. The people that have pastored me and have taught me the way. Those that have identified me and taught me. Taught me character. Taught me principles. 
taught me to study the scriptures. Thank you, Lord, even for those you've chosen to teach me now, those you've given, for you're the one who gives teachers. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a teacher who has taught me to honor the word, who has taught me to be an expert in the scriptures, who has taught me to honor others, who has taught me to give. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of a teacher. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me safe from false teachers. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rivers are flowing. Rivers are flowing. Rivers are flowing. Thank you for your word. Your word is enough. It's been my shelter in the rain. Your word is alive. It's growing inside of me. And my faith gets bigger by the day. Your word is enough. Your word is enough. And though I do believe it, I do conceive it, I do believe it, I do produce it I do believe it I do confess it I do believe it I till I bear fruit thank you Lord Woo! praise the Lord at this point I would like us to give our offering like us to give our offerings, even as I take this time to just, you know, acknowledge the team that works so hard to ensure that despite the various regulations we need to follow in this period, we're still able to reach you every week. They do an awesome job. Praise God. I'd like us to give our offerings. The details are scrolling on the screen. even as I take this moment to pray for you. You know when, have you seen in the scriptures what we are told that your words must impart grace? Words impart grace. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus, you have understanding of the scriptures. In the name of Jesus, the Lord opens your eyes. You are seeing deeper realms. Your heart is enlightened. You are enlightened. You are an enlightened one. In Jesus' name, enlightened one. 
Woo! Your heart is flooded with light. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you're blessed. I speak in Jesus' name to that one who's struggling with their body. I speak now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Be healed now. Be healed now. Someone is watching me on their bed. It's, they, there's this duvet. It, it's got like some spots on it. The spots are... It's a white duvet but with like dots on it. In the name of Jesus, they're coming out of that bed now. You are healed now in Jesus' name. I said you are healed. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord provide for you. May the Lord create a platform for you to work. You are employed in Jesus' name. Always well with you. Praise the Lord. a service. I've been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on plus 2609537560 or plus 2609774746 if you are unable to call us, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on the Facebook page at the City of the Lord Church. Stay 